Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. It has been an interesting week starting on Saturday from the uh, surge of Joe Biden being called Joe Momentum to winning South Carolina to Virginia, really just almost sweeping the South uh, to just some interesting developments. Uh, unfortunate, uh, it seems like we're having more and more U.S. Um, cases of the coronavirus. Um, and then even jumping into sports, want to analyze a couple of things. Uh, Zion Williamson and Deontay Wilder, what's next? But it's going to be a great episode. Look forward to connecting with you and getting it in. Joe Biden had the best weekend of his life. This man swept the South, calling Joe, Joe, Joe's Mo, Joe Momentum. Had an amazing Super Tuesday. Um, Adam Edelman goes on a right. Joe Biden scored wins in eight states on Super Tuesday um, and prevailed past Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie ended up winning Vermont, his home state, Colorado, Utah. But Joe, Joe Momentum won Virginia, North Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Minnesota, because Amy Klobuchar threw her support behind him, Massachusetts, which was the home state of Senator Elizabeth Warren, um, and Texas. I mean, I... Joe just had the time of his life. I, I really think it's, is it the establishment being against Bernie? That's one thing. Sean King, uh, advocate for Bernie Sanders in the Bernie uh, Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders camp, said that basically the, uh, the establishment is, is creating this wedge and this war and is really against Bernie winning. I don't think, I'm not saying it's not plausible. I'm not saying that it's not even factual. Uh, I just think that, uh, the powers that be understand that to beat a person like Trump, you might need a more centered candidate. Uh, me personally, I actually like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but I think if you have an extreme versus an extreme, the middle gets disencouraged and doesn't turn out, you know. Uh, who does the middle pull from when you're trying to ignite or turn up and incite uh, the base and, and pull more from your non-loyalist uh, is going to be the appeal factor. And fortunately, unfortunately, Joe has it. I don't think it's an issue of, uh, you know, being against or this issue of socialism. I think even... The understanding of a democratic socialist is different than a true socialistic uh, ideology of socialism as a whole. Uh, I think it's just the understanding that if the true agenda or the true goal is to be Trump, uh, the establishment feels that it can't do that with Senator Sanders. Now, me personally, I think the idea is that Senator Sanders has um, stated his vision for the country uh, is a needed one. I really believe that uh, his understanding that Medicare for all should be implemented, that nobody should pay out-of-pocket costs or deductibles uh, or co-pays when it comes to receiving medical treatment. Uh, yes, should there also be a public op- option? Should there be an expansion of the ACA or 
uh, formerly known or not formerly, but currently known as Obamacare, definitely. Uh, but I think as time progresses, I think getting the responsibility off of an employer's hands makes it easier and more viable for corporations to justify or not to uh, diminish the workforce. Although, if they take that out, then it kind of restructures your HR planning tool. Uh, so there's, there's some good and bad with that. So um, overall, uh, Joe had a fantastic comeback. Uh, he had a fantastic display on this past Tuesday, uh, getting uh, support from Beto O'Rourke in Texas, from Mayor Pete Buttigieg, from Senator Amy Klobuchar. And it seems like more and more of the mainstream candidates are throwing their weight behind Joe. But the fight isn't over. Uh, what I have learned is that it's not over until it's over. Uh, and there's still a fighting chance. Senator Sanders still has enough delegates to take it all the way through June. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the more that the coronavirus um, becomes the subject of talk, it seems like the outbreaks in the United States um, have increased. Uh, Erica Edwards is reporting, goes on to write, that the number of deaths from the coronavirus is reporting in the U.S. has actually jumped from six to nine, and even that number has been updated as of today with a death occurring in the state of California. Um, the state health department confirmed that eight of the deaths were in King County, and that one was in uh, Snohomish County, Washington, the only state where people have died so far. Now, California, that being included, there have been a reported of there have been a report of 31 cases in that state. Uh, I think the epidemic of the coronavirus is real. I think because it was such an international problem and not a United States problem, it was looked at from afar and really in a Bird, not a bird's eye view, but a very analytical and heavily critiqued and almost uh, comical view. Uh, if you looked at it through certain uh, media sources, uh, but the the comedy was not based on individuals; it was based on the U.S.'s uh, the U.S. response uh, or the lack thereof. Really, not really putting his best foot forward from a scientific and from a uh, departmental standpoint, not having vaccines ready, not making it a priority that we have to combat not just the spread of this potentially in the United States, but also help our uh, fellow neighboring states uh, and other countries and, and, and help global uh, citizens as a whole as far as global citizenship. Um, that was the laughing matter. So now that it seems like we're developing new cases and even though nominally the number 10 is small in comparison to 300-plus million individual citizens within the country, uh, 10 can ramp up very fast. 10 can become 100, you know. So uh, we have to put our best foot forward, uh, act in good faith, act in good consciousness, and devote our time, resources, and energy to the stopping of this virus, uh, to the not just quarantining, but the actual solutions, the vaccinations, the the remedy for this to be a part of the world and not think that we're this isolated nation uh, and really focus on doing what's best for society as a whole. And that is to find a cure, get the cure disseminated, get the cure out there, make sure people have access to treatment facilities 
and to stop the spread of this potentially fatal epidemic that could hit the United States. So um, with that being said, I think as individuals, we just need to be aware of how germs and diseases are spread and do our best to not uh, become susceptible to this and make sure that at the end of the day, uh, we're pushing our government to be proactive and not reactive. So my thoughts on Zion. Zion Williamson, um, I've watched him play now for a few games. I've watched Zion really, really closely. And I not only believe the hype, I think there is something special that's there. Uh, When he played against LeBron, it was almost like going back to 1996 or 1998 and watching Kobe play against Mike. There's this contrast that I have next and really like a out, not a passing of the torch moment. But if we had to pass the torch, this individual is strong enough to carry the torch. There's, I think there's a lot of things that are low hanging fruit when it comes to assessing Zion. His sheer athleticism is one thing. Uh, when you look at him, he is built differently. He looks differently. He's just a man amongst boys. Uh, but he is a a giant, not necessarily in height wise. He's not the tallest. He's only six six, but he's just massive. He's just a bulk that can move. Uh, he's 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 pure athleticism in his rawest state. It's like if you could take vibranium, right? Black Panther, uh, mystical metal. But have it in a pure state, unrefined, uh, non-processed, that is Zion Williamson, which basically means with the right coaching, with the right diet, with the right training, with the right discipline, with the right work ethic, he can become something otherworldly. And that is scary. Now, it's not going to happen this season. It most likely will not happen next season. Um, But don't be surprised. Two, three, four, five years from now, when you look up and you realize Zion Williams is on his first, second, or third NBA championship because he is evolu- he is evolution in the real sense of the world. He has a decent jump uh, shot. If he can make it more consistent and take more of it, he can expand his game and lengthen his career. What really can you do with him? He can Because the NBA now has shifted to small ball, he really can play one through five. He is perfect for today's game. And he makes you or he brings reminders of what yesterday's game used to look like. He has the perfect balance within his repertoire and is beautiful to watch. He loves the game. He just plays it to play it. I feel like you didn't even have you don't even have to play Zion. He would just go out there and play basketball. He makes you want to be a fan. And it's not his brand. He's not out there, you know, selling the Zion shoes. When you watch Zion, is because you love basketball and you see that in him. He is what has been missing from the NBA, and that is pure heart. And if it's marketed right, if it's captured right, if it's held and nurtured and pushed, and with enough supporting help, we might be witnessing the start of a new era. Deontay Wilder, um, great. As far as what's next for Deontay, after the loss to Tyson Fury, his career did not end like some suppose. I think 
what Deontay Wilder needs to do is go back to the drawing board, train, get with like Floyd Mayweather, work on technique, and realize you can't just win every fight by sheer force. Superb athlete. Superb athlete. Power like we've never seen it or haven't seen it in a while. But the dangerous thing is that as you age and as you fight more experienced fighters, you can't just impose your will upon another human being. There has to be some sense of technique and style and understanding of strategy. I don't think exercising the clause to force a rematch on July 18th or June 18th, whenever it is scheduled, uh, with Tyson Fury was the right move. I think the move should have been Anthony Joshua, whether that's Tyson Fury, and then you wait for the winner of that bout to fight Anthony Joshua, or you go directly and get Anthony Joshua. I think that's the next move. Uh, Right now, Tyson has beat you, and... If it wasn't for the knockdown, well, I mean, obviously you can argue it both ways because that was longer than the 10 count. For Deontay to redeem the Fury engagement, you have to not only win, you have to win considerably. Because if you win by like a decision on the cards, it basically will be a tie. You know, one was a draw. One went to Fury and then one went to you. So it'll be, you know, it'll be a great trilogy, but it won't be like you were the better fighter. I think what's kind of happening to Deontay Wilder, he's been shook. This is the first time in his professional career that somebody's gotten the upper hand on him and he is shook and he's trying to figure out how to get out of this. Uh, he is skilled. He is talented. He is super athletic. He needs a different strategy. He needs different training partners. I believe he needs uh, a an experienced boxer like a Floyd Mayweather. And he needs to partner with Floyd and partner with former heavyweights. Partner with Mike Tyson. If you're a power fighter, you need to power with somebody who is a power fighter. Power with George Foreman. Understand the sport. You know, and one of the things, you know, we always talk about Mike Tyson and he gets to me, the butt end of some jokes, um, unworthily. But one of the things that he never gets uh, heralded for or uh, acclimated for it or applauded for was his ring knowledge, his understanding. I remember watching, uh, especially on YouTube, Young, just Tyson clips, how much time he would spend watching film. He was a student of the sport. So intellectually, his mind was there. And to me, I don't know what I'm saying Deontay's mind isn't, but I see Deontay Wilder as this tremendous athlete that happened to box, right? And it's like he's gotten away with just being super athletic, just this tremendous athlete. But what happens when athleticism starts failing or it's not the thing that's going to put you over the top? So I'm saying there just needs to be a shift in strategy. He needs to partner up with ones that have done it before, develop that skill set, and then go out there and, and challenge. Uh, we want to see Anthony Joshua. I don't want to see Fury anymore. I mean, yeah, do Fury, okay, fine. It's already set in stone. But the next call, and that next call being today, has to be 
Anthony Joshua, I want a title fight. It can be anywhere, anytime, any amount of money. Uh, but let's make it happen and then make it happen because that's going to be the fight that everybody's going to look for. Uh, there's there's nobody else left. You know, there's literally this Fury and this Joshua, and they're both from the same country. So, I mean, you know, it's there's literally nobody left to fight. Uh, so you have to get Joshua. Uh, so I think what's next for Deontay Wilder, uh, obviously take care of business uh, when you fight Fury. <laughs> for the Wilder Fury fight three, between now and then, that three-month gap, three, four-month gap, train, 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 get the best people around you. Because the worst thing to do is to get in that ring and repeat the same mistakes. Um, and then make this Joshua fight happen. I would be on a plane right now to the UK, knocking on Joshua's door like, hey, look, you're the champ, you're the big dog, you know, but you can't dodge me forever. Whatever we got to do, let's do it. And make him, make him tell you no. And if he says no... Then, you know, have them forfeit the title. Like, you can't, you know, well, he has, he can defend against anybody. He gets to choose a boxing. Unfortunately, it's not a federation that chooses for you. Uh, but I, I, I get it. But uh, Wilder needs to do that. Wilder needs to take care of business with Fury, make the Joshua fight happen. And I think his boxing legacy will be secure. This has been another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. Uh, got into sports a little bit this time. Uh, definitely going to venture out to cover more and more topics, going to definitely stay and cover the news. That really matters to us, uh, not only as uh, citizens of the United States, but as also Chicagoans, uh, making sure that our stories are being represented and really just uh, covering uh, the latest and greatest. Connect me on IG at EVMK33. Uh, but until next time, thanks.